In the Pits now has a Patreon. Whether you want to get directly involved with the show, have a product or brand you want to promote, or just want to show support, In the Pits Patreon has tiers for all levels. Head to patreon.com slash in the pits paintball podcast to check out the supporter, sponsor, and partner tiers. Opening up a Patreon was a level I could never have imagined getting to when starting this show a year ago. And whether I get a thousand subscriptions or not a single one, I'm still super thankful for all of the support I've received from all of you. Enjoy the episode. In the Pits is partnered with Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. Based in Austin and servicing the surrounding areas, these golden eagles will bring life to any event you are having, from birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, corporate events, or even a simple performance to enjoy. Guillermo Padilla, one of their trumpet players, is also a member of the Texas paintball scene. Visit them on Facebook and Instagram to check out some of their past performances, or give them a call to book them for your event today. In the Pits is partnered with Uno's Jerky. Made right here in the state of Texas by J.C. Lamon, Uno's has some of the best tasting jerky around, and each flavor has ties back to Texas paintball. I personally recommend the Texas Titan flavor. Head to unosjerky.com and use code PITS10, where a portion of every purchase will go back into the Texas paintball scene. In the Pits is partnered with XTPL Events. The Extreme Tournament Paintball League is a series put on by the Lukau family of paintball fit fame that gives the opportunity for players to learn and grow together as a team. Three-man, Challengers and Champions X-Ball, Draft Mech X-Ball, and even U3v3, there's something for everyone at XTPL. Not to mention prize tosses, raffles, and the infamous paintball munching contest. Events happen throughout the year, and the prizes never disappoint. Sign up for an XTPL event today on PB Leagues. In the Pits is partnered with Hydra. Designed by players for players, you can outfit yourself in Hydra gear from head to toe. Have confidence that when you make a purchase from Hydra, you are purchasing a well-tested and well-thought-out product, trusted by several top teams, including first-place semi-pro team PaintballFit.com. I personally recommend their Hydra Black knee pads. Purchases over $100 receive free shipping. Head to Hydra.fit to browse their selection and discover the Hydra mentality. In the Pits is partnered with Bem Wraps. Behind every mask is a unique and creative player. Tap into it when you order your next custom headpiece. Their Build-A-Band lets you communicate with them one-on-one to make your order just the way you want, all the way down to the color of the stitch. Check out their Instagram, at BEMWraps, for drops and build videos of them working on orders. They offer very competitive pricing, so reach out today to get started on your own one-of-a-kind headpiece. In the Pits is partnered with Skull Monkeys Paintball. Equip, engage, excel. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. 
Message Get Dat underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get Dat Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. Welcome everyone to episode 60 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans, and this episode, we're going in the pits with Jacob Johnson, player for Paintball Fit and winner of the Texas Hormesis Elite 1v1 Duel. Jacob, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good, Christian. Good to hear, man. Yeah, you've been... Uh, been a busy man playing all of these tournaments and got all this stuff coming up. Like we got Bunker Fest this weekend. Obviously, we're coming off of the Hormesis thing. Uh, next weekend is Mech X, and then like three weeks after that is Chicago. So uh, busy time in the schedule for you, but I'm sure it's a lot of fun, especially when you're winning all of it. Oh, winning is definitely a plus, but always being busy uh, makes me happy. I can get down with that. Uh, this first question is uh, brought to us by Pod Runners Union Local 210. Uh, follow Pod Runners Union on Instagram to find strength in union and celebrate our sports pit crew. Sending in photos or send in photos to represent your local your union local and be featured stealing pods for undeserving teams. It's a living. Uh, so let's start with that Hormesis one-on-one event. So you played both in the joust and in the duel and you snatched up pretty much everything that there was to take home. So you took home four Trump cards. You took home what five coins as well as uh, winning the duel itself. So how did you enjoy the event? Uh, I really liked the duel, the jazz part. It, it was fun. It was just, I played probably out of both sessions, 18 points, 14 points. That part was kind of fun until I got kicked out. But the duel itself, I loved it. The thing super fast, the 20 second turnaround, it was just enough to where you couldn't recover all the way. And it really kept you on your toes every point, no matter what. Yeah, I liked the. Uh, I. At first, like we, so we set up the thing at X, uh, like the grid and like the first reaction was, oh, this is like the most claustrophobic field I have ever played. But, uh, yeah, I loved like it being all close. It was like, Hey, we're going to cut out all of the other nonsense and just like, Hey, whoever's the, the, the most talented gunfighter, the best gunfighter, they're going to excel on this field and there's going to be no external factors. I really liked how they did that. I really liked the like how small the field was, and it was just enough to kind of get you out of your comfort zone, as like you're not used to such a small layout. 
For sure. And, and and classic Texas ballers, you know, it's a it's a field designed for 1v1. And what do we do? We found we found bounce shots about halfway through the joust and we were using them all day through the duel. <laughs> yeah, the one off the, I think it was the tall cake into the Dorito. Mm-hmm. I saw that one getting used a lot. And one I didn't really see get used a lot was the one off the Aztec into the Dorito. That one was... That one wasn't used a lot, but it could it could hit a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not there as much. I think it had more success if the guy was playing like kind of back off of the Dorito a little bit. But the one off that cake, I know you caught me off of that. I think twice in our match, uh, it was definitely very effective. Yeah. So, uh, what were some things that you did to uh, prepare yourself for the one on one? Um, really, uh, after we get done practicing Sunday, would go to one of the other fields where the divisional people were playing and just try to get as many one-on-one reps as I could. Go up to so many different people and like, hey, do you want to play one-on-one? And at least get 10 in per, uh, per day. Okay. So you didn't really, uh, like, did you set up the field in any way or were you just playing on like the full size field for these one on one playing on a full size full size field but i limit myself to smaller bunkers okay and that were in the duel gotcha so uh did you at all incorporate like the the time restraints or anything like that whenever you're getting your reps in no well really just like getting right back on the box and seeing whoever was ready to go again Gotcha. I mean, obviously, like the 1v1, you get a ton of reps, not a lot of time in between. And like, for me personally, like my biggest thing that I was focusing on over the last two months was conditioning. So like I was swimming a whole lot, like a mile in the mornings and then going to work out in the afternoons just to prepare myself for like playing in the in the Texas heat of late July. Did you do any sort of extra conditioning to get your body ready for that? Um, really like working outside in the heat all day, just like getting my body to really sustain under high heat. Uh, it's really practicing at night ball during the week, Wednesday and Friday. I'd say that's really the only thing to really go to conditioning, like fast reps uh, during night ball. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So, um, as far as like the format in general goes, like, would you recommend to anybody else? Like, would you recommend like playing in this specific format, or maybe like a one v one style format in general? I would really recommend the dual format because it really it puts in perspective like what you really need to work on, like how like how fast you need to be to be prepared for the next point, win or lose. Like your mentality for the next point, your mindset going forward, you can't, it's either you, you swim or you drown, you keep going or you're just going to stop and you lose. Right. There's no like, oh, this, you know, oh, my teammate didn't communicate or anything like that. There's no external for like external factors. Right. It's just you and it's just your preparation or your lack of preparation. Like that, that's all that's. Uh, focus on and it, it really exposes you and like what kind of surprised me as far as like the the turnout for the joust and the duel like obviously texas is a really big market but it didn't seem like it was as 
like many people signed up to be there as there could have been. And that I wasn't sure if it was just because of like how busy the schedule has been with like, obviously it being two weeks before bunker fest and XTPL, or if it was the heat or, or what exactly, or if it was just, Hey, people are like, they get, they get nervous around playing one V ones. I think it was really like scheduling for some people and really just the heat itself. The, what did it get to on Sunday? I think it was like 105, 106. And playing on turf, that almost doubles the heat. So we were looking at like 150, 160 on the turf. But I feel like that would kind of scare some people away. Really just scheduling wise, like you said, with Bunker Fest, XTPL coming up. Uh, I feel like those things probably had something to do with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to mention it was, I think it was two weeks after USXBL as well. So maybe some uh, individuals that uh, participated in that, they were kind of on like a, a resting and recuperate some funds or just rehydrating from that weekend. Cause that weekend was absolutely a scorcher. So, and uh, like kind of speaking on the heat, I know like you and me in our match, we played like a, like a six and a half minute point or something like that. I don't know about you, but I was definitely feeling the heat, uh, during that. Definitely feeling it on my feet, like just standing on the turf. I actually bought new cleats just for the event and burned right through them. Jeez. Already? Yeah. Oh man, that's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. All right, ver- like, uh, <laughs> like the the cleats on the bottom of my left foot, mm. way smooth. Jeez, my dominant foot in the duel. Man, that's crazy. Like playing if you're if you play in this Texas heat, like you are definitely built different, and that's why like you see Texas players are going out there and beating everybody in these national events, like especially in like the the ones like world cup last year where there's like a hundred teams almost in some divisions and you're having to slog through like eight, nine, 10 matches. Like the Texas guys are the ones that have the stamina to get through it all. 100%. Yeah. Uh, verbal in the chat saying, let's go, uh, J money, uh, Texas menace in the chat saying, how do y'all? Yep. Uh, verb says paint plus heat equals rip cleats. Yeah. My cleats are definitely done for, and I bought them in like March. So they're definitely, uh, I'll see if I can ride them out for the rest of the season, but unlikely. So um, a question that I actually didn't put on the script that I sent you, but do you think that there's like, if uh, like fields were wanting to host their own joust or duels, um, A, do you think there's like d- either room or demand for it? And B, like, would there be anything that you would change either about the format or maybe the field or the bunker set, like anything that you would do to make it a better experience? I'd say I feel like we'll be able to host in a phenomenal one-on-one like dual type of thing. I think it's really keep the same format, but definitely people a little bit more time. Not like, cause I feel like 20 seconds, it's really, it's not enough time for some like newer people or people who aren't really experienced with the X ball format. It's like as soon as you're done there, it's not, you don't get, you don't have to wait you're just right back on the field. So I'd say like 30 to 40 seconds between points gives enough people enough time to like get a little bit of water, get paint and be ready for the next one. 
that's that's about it though. I feel like the same uh time, but just add a little bit more between each point. Got it. Yeah, definitely would be a little bit better. Like obviously if you've got like if you're gonna say, Hey, this is like for example, like, hey, we're gonna host a uh paintball fit duel and all of if you think you're the the number one gunfighter at paintball fit come play this like if it's for that purpose then yeah keep it at 20 seconds and we'll see like who is the number one but like for especially for like a joust format or whatever yeah a little bit more time would definitely be better depending on when in the season like if you're going to do it in november december then maybe it's a different story than doing it in the middle of july yeah 100 percent. then in like how like they kind of give you the coins uh actually i have mine right here somewhere um uh, do you like the coin i don't know where i put the coins at but mm. well i've got mine here and i can i can show them off but i would say like use the coins like for each match like how when you beat someone and i feel like fit could do it with like their fit coins on how they do it it gets you a, a case of paint and entry that'd be really cool like kind of reward for beating someone in a match mm-hmm. in a one-on-one yeah i think uh just little things like that i mean obviously you don't need to go like too big on the prizes like you don't need to be offering 10 grand for first place like hormesis is for the for the showdown yeah. but uh yeah it would be cool to have things like that obviously like the you know same thing with the trump cards like these are a little like extra keepsake that uh, just says like it, it's it shows off like your accomplishments at that event, you know, and the, it's the the little things like that. And it's a confidence booster, definitely. Uh, what about for a for a joust format, like a big twenty on twenty thing? How uh, how do you think that would go down or go over in Texas? I feel like it'd, it'd be really really fun because if. Like you're just playing with people at your local field and you'll get to go through an experience with people you're not usually going through it with. Like sometimes you do it with your teammates, but now it's like you're doing it with a complete stranger at most times. Like you get to know the person and how they play and you can either get help from them or you help them yourself. Like teach them some things that they probably didn't know or you probably didn't know. Yeah, and I mean, we saw that in the in the joust, like with uh, Harrison Fry and Archie Montemayor uh, being the generals, uh, and they were giving uh, like pointers to like you know D three uh, like semi pro players all the way to beginner players on both teams. And where else are you going to really experience something like that? And like locally here in Texas, we're obviously pretty blessed with having as many pro players as we do. So if like, for example, uh, paintball fit were to hold a, their own joust, obviously you'd have, uh, several players from paintball fit players from AC diesel. Uh, there's a couple X factor locals up in Dallas that, uh, they could all come out and, you know, really do a community building thing. And I think that's where the joust, has the most potential and i know like oliver's intention for this was for it to like the format to live on past them doing the tour so i i'm excited to see what happens here in the off season and i uh i already have some plans to do one down at x factor uh stay tuned for that but i i think the format's got a lot of potential uh for these fields as another way of enjoying the game awesome and I can't wait to see that happen. Uh, 
I'll definitely try to make it down for that. For sure. Yeah. In the chat, uh, Soda says, we love you, J Money. Uh, verbal uh, FTW, where he whether he participates in the joust or not. Uh, Texas Menace says he just bought some NASA grade insoles for his cleats. Um, and then uh, and Menace Texas Menace agrees that uh, Fit should set up a, a field uh, with the dual dimensions just to let more people experience it. Yeah, I agree with that. Just uh, people people need to go out and try it. Um. Yeah. So definitely uh, a great experience. Definitely. Yeah. Uh. So kind of moving forward. Uh. Let's talk more about uh. Kind of who you are as a person. So this question is brought to us by XTPL Events. Uh. For those listening that maybe don't know about you, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Um. I'd say I started about at the end of twenty six, twenty fifteen. It was the end of 2016. That's when I first got into paintball. Uh, I played with uh, a paintball fit team called Apex Predators with all the paintball fit guys. It all started from there, and it just grew to, to what we are today, paintball fit. Uh, I played with uh, Shut Up or Trying uh, last year for about two or three years, and it kind of just – I just grew from that. and. Finally got to the paintball fit scene and played with the semi-pro guys. Uh, it's been about, I think, eight years, uh, seven or eight years. Yeah, so you've actually, I've, I didn't realize that I've been in uh, paintball for about a couple months longer than you. I thought uh, you've been in for a long time. I know you've uh, been a staple, especially on the Shut Up or Trying organization. Uh, and then getting pulled up to fit for this season. So uh, tell us, and this question is brought to us by Skull Monkeys Paintball. Tell us what got you into paintball to begin with. Um, I I went to a birthday party with my buddies, and it just grew off from there. Classic birthday party, uh, giving everybody 100%. the bug, and you just kind of hundred percent cool. I'd never stop going, or never missed a weekend. Oh wow! So you after that birthday party, you're like, "This is my thing," and I'm just gonna go full speed into it. Hundred percent. Nice. So, what was it that brought you from like that that birthday party to getting into the tournament scene specifically? Um, I think it was. It. I think it was really the thrill part. Like the woods ball was was fun, but I think like I would see speedball fields, and I'd be like, "I'm like, I'd always have the interest. I'm like, what was it?" And when I finally came to Paintball Fit, it met JD, Johnny, and all the guys, and they taught me all about it. And it was like, I want to do this. It wasn't like Woods Ball wasn't even in my head anymore. It was just more you know, with bunkers and playing against people that played speedball. Very nice. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a whole other thing. But uh, so being in uh, the scene since, you know, for the last eight years or so, what are some things that you've noticed that have changed within the scene, either for better or for worse? I think for the better, it was the more, the more local tournaments you could play. And there wasn't any, there's probably a tournament almost every other weekend now which is amazing and it gets more people to come out to the field and really get going. Not uh, we have a, we have a tournament next month. It's like, Oh, we got to turn it this weekend and in another couple weekends, we got to get ready for that one. 
Definitely. I mean, I'm looking at PB leagues right now. There's two tournaments this weekend. Then there's a tournament the following weekend. And then there's a little bit of a break, obviously, you know, NXL Chicago and the, uh, the nation's cup, you know, kind of clear space off the schedule for that. But then after that, you've got HTPS in September, then you've got two events in October and then, uh, obviously world cup. And then the last, uh, XTPL mech X ball after world cup. So there's just between now and the end of the season, there's one, two, three, four, five, seven events. And then and how, honestly, like total, how many events in Texas this year? It's, I think it's been over 80, 30 events, something like that. I mean, let's like starting all the way from, you know, the mech X ball in January. Um, yeah. And then I want to say it's like, so 17, 18. So this, this weekend with XDPL and bunker fest will be 18 and 19 for the year in Texas. Nice. Which, and that's, and it, it's a great variety for sure. Yeah. Five V five, three V three, obviously. And that doesn't include, Include the hormesis thing, so I guess it would be nineteen and twenty. Yeah. So, lots of stuff going on in Texas. I just, like, it's good knowing that like more like more events are happening, and it keeps the scene to grow and grow. Texas, I feel like it. Texas will be the biggest state to be in paintball. The the crowd and always how hungry people are to keep playing. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, it's like, we don't have an off season. Like we're literally playing from 100%. January to December. 100%. Uh, so let's see in the chat. Uh, Alex Augusto says, what's up to both of us. Uh, yeah. Texas menace got to include USXBL in that as well. Um, yeah, just a lot of events. Like I I just typed in Texas in the search for PB leagues and I see XDPL, Anexel, uh the HDPS, Bunker Fest, USXBL, uh the Star Series. Um I think there's some other like local 3v3 events that like the X Factor Paintball series like Hormesis 1v1 that aren't on PB leagues that you have to add a couple there. So, yeah, there's a lot yeah verbal verbal says we're playing in the, we're playing in what should be the off season no kidding i know for the nxl it feels like the off season because there's like a three-month gap between philly and chicago but nope not here in texas we played through all that so uh this question is brought to us by bem raps uh so you've got a lot of nicknames that uh float around especially on verbal's posts uh, anytime you're featured in a short such as the rum springer reaper the amish assassin uh so where do all of these nicknames come from um the amish the amish reaper came from brian he said he did something on like chat gpt like a like an ai app or something like that and it just gave him all these different nicknames. But uh, the Amish Amish boy, the Amish king thing, it came from a teammate on Sharper Trying. Or in Philly, I think it was 21, and I had like a farm farm hat on, and I was like out in the cornfield, just like throwing hucks of corn at him. And they were like, they're like, oh, it's the it's the Amish boy, it's the Amish king. 
field it. And it just kind of grew from there. Gotcha. So there's no actual like Amish background or heritage playing in there. Oh, no, I am Amish. I am. Oh, really? Okay. Amish. Got it. So uh, out of all the nicknames that you've heard, which one do you think is your favorite? To say definitely Brian's the Amish Reaper <coughs> or the Rumspringer Reaper. <coughs> that's a good one. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that uh, you, that was actually a part of like your, your family background. I thought it was just kind of a, someone made the nickname and it kind of ran with it. Yep. Let's see. Um, yeah. Verbal says AI go with AI for everything. Yeah. It's taking over, man. So, um, this next question is brought to us by Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. So before being pulled up to paintball fit, uh, semi-pro line this year, you played mainly with shut up or trying. And then of course the apex predators, and then like played some one-offs with, uh, some teams here and there. Like this year you're playing with, I think, is it the greed or avarice or one of their two lines for the bunker fest series? Uh, I'm playing with greed for the D three bunker fest series. And, um, I've played with tribe this year. So, uh, I made a team for XTPL champions, the Amish rage and a uh, challengers line, Amish ragers. Some of the other teams I've played for the past couple of years, uh, AC kids, uh, that's an organization I've been a part of for the past couple of years, just helping kids get involved in the paintball to really grow the sport with the youth. Um, I played with TKO at Cup last year. We won the D4 race, the two. Fun. Um, I think that's it. I don't, other than that, I don't really think there's many other teams I've played with. Hmm. Or the the Hydra fit line for uh, ICPLs. Mm-hmm. Them. Yeah, that's crazy that you were able to play D4 last year and now you've won the last three semi-pro events in a row. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's, a, a change. <laughs> it's crazy how fast the climb is. Like, even with like the looking at the notorious guys, like they were playing D3, D4, like in 2021, they were playing D4 with me. And then the next year they win D2. And then the year after that, they win semi-pro. It's just, it's crazy how fast the climb goes once you, you've ground out your, however many years in the D in the Texas D4 purgatory. 100%. So, uh, so what were some things that you, uh, learned from these other organizations on your way up to where you are now? Say, I. A lot from the shop guys. It's really I would say, uh, like it's always trusting the person beside you, no matter the problem or the situation. But those guys went through a lot those past three years with them, and I, I really grew with them. Like, can all of us play together? It means a lot, and knowing like it's really a forever thing. Like knowing so, like who you're playing next to, and like how how long you really like prepare with them between each event and going to the event with them, it's it's really just like the memories you share and knowing like I, if I got his back, he has my back in any situation. 
Definitely. Like, I can't remember who it was on my show that um, said it. It might have been Colt Lukow, but he was saying, like, at, the biggest thing that you can do on your climb up is just stay with the same core and play together for, like, really build that chemistry. That chemistry is so huge. Like, once it, like, there's a, a big difference that you will notice. Like, if you go from, like, hopping around on a bunch of different teams, like, every season or maybe multiple teams in a season to, like, staying with the same core for many years in a row. Like, that's where you really grow, and it's crazy how much of a difference there is. 100% because it's bond you share, and, like, you, you won't have the same bond with someone you just knew, like, just met compared to the person you've known for, like, three, four years. So it's a complete difference. For sure, you won't, you won't have, have like the same, like you said, chemistry and really just won't be able to mold together on the field. Even like if everybody involved are like really good players, it'll still take quite a bit of time to really build that up. And it's like if you take a whole bunch of players that maybe they're like overall better, like let's say you take a whole bunch of D2 players and put them on a throw together line versus let's say like a d3 team that you know obviously on paper they're not as good but they've been playing together for multiple seasons then that's actually going to be a lot closer than you would think yeah i like even with the like the experienced d2 guys like they'll still miss some key points like like you could put the best in the world if they don't communicate like they don't have the same like ideology together, they won't play good together. For sure. Uh, let's see, looking at the chat real quick. Uh, yeah, JC Lamone of Uno's Jerky says, homie's been on fire. Definitely. Uh, let's see. Verbal says, J Money just carries teams to wins. Uh, I mean, he's got the track record for it, that's for sure. Then, uh, wait, is that true? Alex Augusto in the chat, he says... You got like 15 first places last year or something like that. Is that? Yes. Is it really 15? Jeez. Fifteen? Uh, uh, one, two premier USXBLs, uh, an NXL. Uh, I won Falls. Um, I went to LAX, won a D4 event there. Uh, what else? Uh, I think it was about eight or nine. Jeez, that's insane. Like, even just playing that many tournaments in a season, let alone first places, it's something else, man. That's a, that's a huge accomplishment. I'm sure that your trophy cabinet's pretty full right now. I got it all right here, actually, in, in this office room. Uh, and I think I've won about six events this year already, or seven. I think seven with the duel. Seven with the duel. I mean, geez, like you're winning like every just about everything there is to win except for the NXL Pro Division. Like, shoot, three first places in semi pro in a row. You've got the Hormesis win. And then obviously, uh, did you win a Bunker Fest event already this year as well? Yes, I got MV, I got the MVP award as well with uh, Greed at the last event. Yeah, that's like you're just winning everything there is to win in Texas. So I will be very happy whenever you're in the pro division next year and the rest of us actually get an opportunity. And uh, also back to back uh, XDPL champions as well. There you go. 
Love it. So uh, this question is brought to us by Paintball Kumite. Uh, what were one or two key things that you've done in your practice over the years that you think brought you to where, um, like kind of where you are now, where you're winning all of these different tournaments and MVPs and the Paintball Fit Semi-Pro Lines pulling you up to be on their roster? Like what are some things that you've done over the years? It's. I, I feel like it's always like to like, and uh just really do drills like like before i got into fit it was really making sure i do snaps and i just always drill whenever i can drilling sucks it's it's one of the things you have to do i'm and i i will say i have slacked on it just a bit this year but really like when i do start to get back into it it's really doing your snaps and running and gunning drills Right. I mean, I'm sure some of that is just based on how busy the schedule is, like just not being able to get as much time in on the on the fundamentals. Yeah, but it's it's something you always got to do. You have to make time for it. Definitely. Uh, so this next question comes to us from Uno's Jerky. Uh, so do you have any advice for those looking to play at the elite level that you're playing at now? Um, I'd say find something that motivates you, uh, like that, that really doesn't really put the fire out ever. Like find something that you can really hold on to. You really need it. That'll inspire you before every practice. Like the goal, like the always looking above your head, like I need to reach this spot. I, I feel like that'll take you farther than any else sweet yeah that's some solid advice there just uh yeah keep keep focus on the goal it uh, it's so like i think the most difficult thing in paintball is to stay consistent 100 but if you have that motivation it'll like it'll keep you consistent definitely and that'll that'll carry carry you through some times when uh you know, some other people may not be uh, sticking around like you are, and it's gonna. Sometimes it might suck, but uh, ultimately, that's that's what's. It's it's crazy, like the amount of sacrifice required to compete at the very top level, relative to the, I guess, the payout uh, in paintball compared to it, like other hobbies or other sports. I feel like it's really. It's not really the reward, but the the journey involved to get that win or to really be a part of something that big. Yeah, and you've got to be like, I don't think you're necessarily there for the reward, but it's a journey with the people you do it with. Definitely. Uh, Looking at the chat right here, it's the uh, Taylor Retro says, uh, See you Friday, Amish King. See, Soda says uh, Uno's jerky should have a flavor for J Money. Verbal responds, it should be uh, butter jerky. <laughs> That's the flavor. <laughs> Love it. Let's uh, make it happen. Uh, you hear that, JC? He's down. Get it Get it started. All right. Uh, so this next question is brought to you by FU Athletics. Go to thefuathletics.com. Use code in the pits 25 for 25% off of your order. So obviously, you've got a lot of highlight in your highlight reel over your career. Uh, do you have a single favorite moment in your career so far? 
think it would be winning my first World Cup event. It was a uh, was D four X ball with the shut up or trying, and we put two shut up shut up lines in that event, and we were considered the like the lower line, like the one that wouldn't do that good, and we ended up like, we mercyed almost every team, and there was one point. It was, I, it was on Sunday. We were playing against some guys. They were they were ranked D five on the roster, and we said we wouldn't take them lightly. But we ended up almost gotten merciful by them. After that, we got into a grinder with the team kind uh, team called Dynamic to like a like a six second point, and ended up getting the point. It was really just those moments in that day that like made it all so much better. World Cup is uh, something else, uh, and there's very few people that uh, can say that they've won a World Cup in any division, you know, let alone X ball and going through what coming f- coming from behind. What was that like a Sunday Sunday round that you almost got knocked out in? Or yes, we went through the highs and the lows, and on Sunday, every match. It's a, uh, it's a special time, like, especially when you're in that flow state and you're going like, obviously world cups, the biggest event of the year. So you're having to play the most matches and D four X ball, which is like the biggest division at world cup. Uh, you know, I'm sure you probably had to play it through like seven or eight matches, uh, just to, just to win the thing. Yeah, it was, uh, it was seven. It was, no, it was eight matches. Eight, uh, in Ocho's, it was like top 32 or 24, and it went to Ocho's, which was I've never seen before. It's like that just shows how big D4 is at World Cup. Kind of crazy. Oh, you should have. Did you see how big it was last year? I did not actually. 95 teams to get to the finals and win, you had to win 10 matches. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. It was it was crazy. Uh, it was definitely one of my biggest memories. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite memories of that whole tournament. It was it was a time. You know, we uh, my team ended up getting fourth place there, so we went out on two losses, which really sucks. But you know, we're one of four teams out of ninety five that played the you know went the distance. So. yeah ultimately ultimately if you're in that winner's circle uh you know it, it says something so let's see in the chat let's see oh the yeah the hurricane in the prelims yep hurricane events i remember that yeah were remember you they they actually they had to stop our match because i think it was either a tent where the, the score tower is oh. or i think it was first flying off the field Jeez. Yeah. And as soon as it got done, like the field was covered in water. Like a step on the field was like, co- your sock was already wet. Mm-hmm. Was, <laughs> then like diving into the snake or just really diving at all. You just mess your gun up. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then how, what they had to do with the schedule last year, moving it from a four day to a three day event. And then they had to really maximize yeah. the daylight. Like I think, 
uh, D four got the the short end of the stick just because we were the biggest division. Like our first matches were at six thirty in the morning. Remember our our last prelim match in three went till I think it was like six or seven o'clock. Pretty damn dark. Yep. Yep. We had uh we had the the way they also had to do it for us was like three prelim games on Friday, fourth prelim game Saturday morning at six thirty in the morning, and then first three playoff games Saturday afternoon, and then quarter semis and finals on Sunday. That's how that's how ours was. It was uh three prelim matches on Friday and one on Saturday. Yep, cup is something else, man. Was yep. Uh, they took care of it great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they bed, did the best that they could do, given having to fit the biggest tournament ever and losing a day. Percent. Uh, so this next question is brought to us by Hydra. Uh, so obviously, uh, paintball fit is three for three on NXL wins this year. And Chicago is just over a month out. So what is your team doing to keep your foot on the gas and to uh, prepare to take the series home? It's really ball Wednesday, sometimes Friday, if the guys have the time to do it. And at Sunday practice, Saturday practice, if the guys can make it. And just really sticking to that schedule. So uh, four times, four times a week, man. Uh, is there anything That's like you can make it? Okay. Are are you dedicating like certain days, like to focus on specific things? Like, are you doing like Wednesdays or fundamentals or anything like that? I think with the, the hopper ball, it's really focusing on like the teamwork because that's all you have is a hopper of paint. You can't really hold his own. It's really working on those other things other than just holding zones and, shooting people yeah uh man i need it i want to make it up to a hopper ball night uh obviously it's a bit of a drive for me but i would love to play some hopper ball i've heard it's uh it's a good time it's it's amazing like shadows under the lights uh and there's just a lot of different people and diversity of people coming out. Like you, you're not just playing against us. You're playing against just getting into paintball or D3 players, D4 players. It's really fun because you can find a lot of people out there. Very cool. And I'm seeing that there's other fields that are starting to do nightball as well. Like uh, outlaw paintball in Pflugerville. I've uh, started doing that on Tuesday nights. Uh, so what JD and then I saw like the field that Hormesis was at in Arizona, they have night ball as well. And they have the light set up pretty similar to how it is at fit. So uh, just fit doing that really uh, like raise the bar to new heights that all of, all of these other fields are taking inspiration from. So that's really cool. That's really cool. I didn't, I, I did see the stuff in Arizona. No outlaw did it though. Yeah, they just started doing it recently. Like I think this, whenever they did it yesterday, I think it was like the second or third week. So it's cool that they've got that going. Uh, So this next question, uh, if Fit ends up, you know, handling business, 
uh, securing the series and earning the pro spot for next year, what would that mean for you? I mean, it would mean a lot, really, because I really grew up paintball. I I got in. I, I came to paintball fit around I think eleven or twelve, and I I learned a lot from Johnny, Holt, Brody, Trenton. All of those guys really taught me all the things I know today. Right? And winning the pro spot with them really means more than anything opinion not just necessarily like growing up with them but the memories i've made with them just playing around them really it's a lot more knowing i can play pro with them than anybody else definitely and i know like some of those guys that were on the ac dallas line they got relegated i'm sure they're hungry to get back in as the hashtag relegated promoted pros or whatever the the chain of is going to be at that point, but yeah, it's going to be cool. And I think, I think at this point, obviously y'all are the favorites to win this series and having five Texas pro teams again in the pro division uh, is going to be awesome to see, especially if it ends up like we have an event where all five Texas teams are in the same bracket. That'll be a bloodbath. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really fun. For sure. So uh, this Looking here in the chat, we're getting to the end of our show. So if y'all have anything that you want to ask Jacob, uh, get your questions in now and we'll get to them. So uh, this question is brought to us by Get That Shot. Message him on Facebook or Instagram for media coverage at BunkerFest or at NXL. So is there anybody in Texas, either teams, players, brands, projects that have caught your attention lately? Who in the Texas paintball scene do you think deserves more recognition for what they're doing? Uh, I feel like uh, guys, really, uh, they practice a lot. Seeing them out there a lot is really good, especially the the youth line with Cooper and all those other kids. They don't stop practice and are always hungry to get on the field. Like I, I feel like they don't get enough support. They're always at the field and always doing drills. It's not just playing points. It's doing those necessary things when no one wants to do them in my opinion is it's it's not spoken of but it needs to be spoken of sweet yeah shout out to tko shout out to cooper uh cooper was a baller at the joust and at the duel i i mean you saw that the joust cooper had a uh in the second joust he had like a six or seven point streak to close the door on the other team and uh secure the win for the glorious and then on Sunday, he made it to the second round as well. So he, he impressed for sure. That was – it definitely surprised me a little bit when he went on the seventh streak. Yes. He, he, uh, he was on a heater. Uh, so, yeah, shout-out to Cooper. Shout-out to TKO. Uh, was it Volley Tudo, I think, is the line? There's a Purple Rain. So. One of those. Uh, so yeah, uh, looking at the chat, any last questions? Um, no, that looks like that, uh, does it for it. 
Uh, yeah, Verbal saying uh, Nightball and then a Saturday Mech X. That's the schedule. October, come on. Yep, looking forward to uh, getting out of this heat. Hopefully we're at the tail end of it. Uh, so, yeah, I think that just about does it. Uh, this final question is brought to us by Compete, which is Jell Stewart's brand. Message him on Facebook or Instagram. Mention In the Pits for 10% off of your order of soft goods. So, Jacob, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Um, I'd say uh, thank you for having me on today. It was a uh, not it's a little bit out of my comfort zone, especially uh, doing like a one-on-one thing live. And I really appreciate the having me on here, and uh, shout out to everyone who watched today. Thank you for coming in, and yeah, all I have. Yeah, well, uh, thank you. Yeah, I mean those those one-on-ones are terrifying, right? Oh, dude, yeah, especially the one against Jay Z. That was a uh, that was a grinder for sure. The it, it was thirty one points. We had five trades, and it was fourteen to twelve. That was, I think, I think I was done by point twenty. I couldn't really go that much longer. I don't know how I did. And I, the heat. I know both of y'all were just at the end of your gas tank. I I tell you definitely on Jay Z's end because when we stayed to watch the finals, we were over on uh kind of his side of the field for the pits. But yeah, like man, y'all like props to both of y'all. That was an, that was a banger of a finals match, and like just knowing, especially when it got to the distance, like just a two point swing in any direction was going to end it. So like stuff like that is just absolutely terrifying. So prop like all the more like praises for you for uh clutching it up there at the end it was definitely scary at times because he he went on a streak for a little bit then i went on a streak and soon the distance like there was no like you couldn't fuck up at all for sure yep all it took was a two-point swing and it was over and geez uh, it was exciting, so uh, we'll definitely be rooting for you whenever you uh, eventually go and compete in the championships for that. Do you have any details on that? Have they told you anything yet? Um, they haven't told me anything about dates yet, but uh, I'm still keeping in touch with them every day. Like there's, uh, they're doing the one in Cali, the SC Village one. Then I think they're gonna try and lock down a date for the grand finale. That'll be fun. And it's like a three-day event. It's a. Uh, they were speaking on something. I think it was October twentieth to the twenty-second. Uh, heroes would play on the twenty-second. What I was told. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a that's a very. I mean, you're going up against Top Guns from all over the U.S. Uh, I, I think they've. I'm not sure if they've ironed out like the location of the field. Do you, do you know, is it going to be in California or do you know like what field exactly that they're going to go to? Like I heard that they might be going to fit. The grand finale. Uh, that's, that's what I've seen. Yeah. They've, they were just kind of throwing out names for locations and they included fit in that. They were just cause I, I think they were thinking about doing it at camp Pendleton before it closed down. So, um, I know they threw out SC village and fit as possible locations for the finale say it was going to be in cali but it would be nice to see it at paintball fair especially under the lights that'd be the best oh dude it would be amazing all right super excited for that sweet well we'll definitely be rooting for you um 
as we get closer to that. So I think that does it for our show. Uh, so thank you, Jacob, for your time. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Jacob. That's at underscore Jacob. That's spelled J-A-C-U-B-B-B. And then two more underscores afterwards. It's also here on screen if you're watching on Instagram. So what other guests would y'all like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify the next day. I want to give a quick shout out to my partner and sponsor to your subscribers on Patreon, FU Athletics, Get That Shot, Paintball Kumite, Compete, Bemrap, Skull Monkeys Paintball, Hydra, XDPL Events, Uno's Jerky, Mariachi Aguilas de Oro, and Podrunners Union Local 210. So we will see you guys next week for episode 61, where we're going to have Brandon Linaldi, Taylor Munoz, and Victor Abarca from Texas Demolition. They're going to be coming on the show. They're competing in BunkerFest this weekend, and we'll just hear how their season's going so far. Uh, so yeah, checking in the chat real quick. Chris Harrison says, what's up? Uh, Verbal, thank you so much for uh, getting in the chat. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you then. Obviously, if you're at BunkerFest, I'll be there. Jake will be there. Uh, come say hi. Yeah, we'll see you then. So, Jacob, uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you as well.